Welcome everybody, my name's Robin Smith and this is the Why Arts Podcast. I'm here with Watson, aka Bill Watson, visual artist, born and raised in Frederick County. How are you doing today, Bill? I'm doing great, thanks. Fantastic. Now tell me a little bit about your work. Um, well, my you know my work is um, is I, I'm, a fi- I'm a fine artist, so I do everything from straight up painting, um, and I do uh, do some a little bit of sculptural work. I do some mural work. Um, I do some illustration on the side. But uh, for the point of what we're talking about here today, uh, I'm also an animator. Um, so. Uh, I, you know, I've been doing that for a number of years, and uh, I really enjoy doing it. Fantastic. Could you do me a favor and describe uh, the installation, which is currently up in the Y Art Center? Sure. Um, the installation that uh, is currently up is uh, called The System. Uh, runs through uh, May 9th, but uh, just found out we're going to extend it by two weeks, so they give you a little extra time to see it. Um, and it's uh, what's called an immersive installation, which means... You, you go into the room and um, it surrounds you. Uh, so uh, basically the room is uh, completely covered with a black cloth and uh, there are animations um, on the wall that are constantly running. Um, and so when you walk in, you're kind of surrounded by uh, a machine, so to speak. Um, you know, I went through and I drew uh, all of, you know, all of the different disparaging parts. Um, for you know, for the system, and um, I wanted to keep somewhat of a hand-drawn look. So I I drew the uh, um, I drew, drew the various parts and then animated them so that they run somewhat uh, you know somewhat simply. So it's all it all it's it's a video installation of a machine made of gears and 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 pistons and ropes and things like that. So it's a, uh, a high-tech approach to a low-tech machine. So you started with the drawing? Yeah. Uh, well, so I started, you know, actually, well, I've been interested in things like this for a lot of years. Um, I don't know if you've ever uh, are familiar with Rube Goldberg. Um, yes. and, uh, and anybody who doesn't know who he is, he was an illustrator who did um, illustrations of, of crazy machines um, where, you know, it might be a boot that knocks over a can of paint, which, you know, goes on and on and, and does all kinds of crazy things. And usually they don't have a whole lot of point to them. They're just uh, just for fun. Uh, but anyway, I've always loved Rube Goldberg machines. And so I was trying to do something somewhat similar to that. Um, so, you know, to do a machine that didn't really have a purpose, you know, things raise and lower and, you uh, and there's um, and if, if you uh, come to see it, uh, you get to see it. there's a little bit there's a few Easter eggs in it. There's a couple of birds that go through once in a while. There's some mice um, that'll <laughs> appear here and there uh, and run on wheels and uh, to keep the whole system going. What's your favorite Rube Goldberg machine? Do you have any? I, I don't have a particular favorite one. Um, I, I really actually originally was introduced to it through. Uh, the old movie uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. In the beginning of it, he has a whole breakfast making machine, uh, which was based on a Rube Goldberg machine. So I actually found out about it from that, um, and then uh, researched his illustrations many many years later and uh, learned about it. Fantastic. So, um, how do you come up with these animations, these drawings? What what inspires you? Um, well, it's just uh, you know just a matter of just coming up in my head. I mean, I I enjoy. <sighs> I, I when I came up with the with the idea for this, I wanted something that was 
on one hand, it was cartoonish. It was um, it was jarring because it's a machine, uh, you know. Uh, but I wanted it to be more zen-like, um, even, even though it's you know it was like I said, cartoonish, and it was and it was machinery. But I wanted you to go in and and kind of feel calm, even though you know the the sounds that are going on around you that are surrounding you are the sounds of of uh, you know machines and metal clanking and, and 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 ropes moving and things like that. But I wanted you to kind of, you know I I wanted you to come in and not feel like you were in the middle of a factory, but instead just come in and just get a chance to take it all in and just look around and and uh, and be able to just sit down and enjoy it. Great. So tell me what you were trying to allow audiences to feel and uh, to think. Was there some particular thing you wanted to get out of the right. audience? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, with this project, I mean, for one thing, I will say, you know, uh, that I've wanted to do a video installation for many years. Um I was able to do this one actually thanks to a grant from the Frederick Arts Council. Um, they they got a, a nice influx of money from um, the uh, NEA last year, and I was able to uh, to get some of that money to do the to do uh, installation. Uh, and typically, installations it's you know it can be difficult to make money off of them because they don't. You know, there's nothing to sell. It's, uh, you know, it's simply art for art's sake. Right. I've, I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. So getting, you know, getting a grant is the best way to do that. And I've been wanting to do a video installation for many years. Um, and so when, uh, you know, when I realized it's like, okay, I'm going to go for this grant, I started coming up with different, you know, different ideas on how I wanted to do that. Um, I have some, you know, really, really crazy way out ones and um, some really, you know, pedestrian ones. So, uh kind of went in the middle for my thing, um, you know, and really what I was uh, originally trying to do was simply create something that constantly runs, but doesn't have a purpose. And that's really what, you know, what, what my original concept behind it, because when you see, you know, gears turning and all, usually there's a purpose to it. It's uh, you're, you're creating something or, or, um, or you're, or you're making, you know, you're making something, you know, something is in the works. Um, and I, I wanted to give you that feeling that surrounds you, but doesn't have a purpose. It's simply for your enjoyment, and that's it. How long have you been creating this kind of imagery for? Well, um, so I've been, I, my early career, I worked for many years in the television, in the television industry, um, and uh, mainly in motion graphics, um, and uh, and I was an art director when I when I quit doing it. Um, but uh, you know, so I had I, first of all, I had a background then in animation, um, motion graphics. For those of you who aren't familiar, you know, usually what you what you imagine with that is um, things like title sequences and, and things like that for the beginning of a of a program. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, they, they can be more advanced, but mm -hmm. point being that I had the background in, in animation. Right. Um, so, uh, when I, you know, when I wanted to do a video installation, um, many times they're done with, um, with video footage, but you know, I wanted to make a fully animated one. Um, a couple of years ago I'd made a, um, uh, it made a, a music video, uh, animated from top to bottom for uh, for a friend's band. So what was the name of the group? 
Um, so it's the Exiles is the the name of the band, um, and the the song was another headache. Um, so uh, anyway, I always kind of wanted to try my hand at it, and, and frankly, I had a little bit of time. It was between projects, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this now. That particular one was that particular music video had a look and feel like I'm an old like 1930s cartoon. You know, a little bit creepy, you know, but it was, you know, it was more cartoonish. But um, a lot of the imagery in that kind of led me to what I to what I was doing with this particular project. Yeah, because I, I ended up stripping it down more um, for for more of a, you know, because if you visit the project or if you look at it, if you see anything online, um, it's all white on black. I mean, that that is it. It's just black and white. Um, so I stripped it down to its uh, its base thing. So when you go into there, when you go in to see it, it is the simplest forms that you can get to see to understand what it is. Fantastic. So what inspired you to call it the system? Well, you know, so I, I went through a bunch of names, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and. I was just kind of, you know, uh, made, I hope made a whole list of them. And I was kind of, you know, going down and like, okay, well, what really, really encapsulates what I want to do here? And I'm like, okay, well, the system is one that to me um, gives you the flavor that there's something being produced. There's something, there's some purpose to it. And since, uh, and I kind of wanted to throw that on its ear, since my, my you know, uh, mine was, or my installation is simply for enjoyment, just for you know, um, just to give you a chance to to go in and and, and have a few minutes to think um, while you're looking at it, and uh, so you know the system just rang to me with that. How long did it take for you to set up the uh, art experience? <laughs> well, setting it up, uh, so I worked on it for, uh, for about uh, nine months, um, doing the animation and and planning. Is, and, this, uh, is this your full time job? Yeah. Well, I, I for the past ten years, I've just been working on my fine arts career. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, really and, you know, but, you know, before that, you know, I was working in the TV industry, and, and generally for the past ten years, I've really just been focusing on my art career. I do do some commercial art and some illustration work. And Why did you switch stuff. from the TV industry into the art industry? Were you just sick of the stress? <laughs> yeah, it was actually killing me. Uh, oh yeah, man, and, I know, uh, man. And luckily, I have a wonderful spouse who. Uh, about ten years ago, she had a uh, she had a nice job offer, so <laughs> I stayed home with the kids and worked in my art career. Who did, uh, did you work for in the industry? Um, well, when I when I left, I was working for the Great Courses, um, which now also does Wondery. Um, so it's uh, educational media, and um, I was an art director when yeah, I left I used there. To, I used to intern at Voice of America. It was very stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, stressful. yeah, I would get up every day at four fifteen, hit the road, work a sixty hour week, and still be getting phone calls. And frankly, it was just killing me. Yeah. Um, so uh, so anyway, you know, when I, I, you know, I decided to to pursue my art career and, you know, and it's not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, luckily, I have a very, like I said, a very understanding spouse. So I really, you know, uh, you know, Marsha has been great throughout these years. But uh, but anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, so for the past nine months, I mean, I've been working on my other projects, other art, you know, paintings and stuff like that. But uh but, you know, off and on working on this. And then, um, so, you know, I had it pretty planned out 
when I had when the installation was ready, you know, uh, when it was time to, to install. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me about two weeks. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I got a really terrible case of COVID during the middle of that. So uh, it was wow. very difficult. Wow. Um, but I got it done. I mean, because luckily I was working by myself, so I didn't have to <laughs> interact with anybody. So even with COVID, I could kind of, you know, still get some of that done. Uh, I certainly had to take some, you know, some of that time off to make sure I wasn't uh, infecting anyone. But, um, you know, it, uh, it was, you know, it, it was a lot of actual manual labor putting that up. And there were some snafus, which I had planned for. Uh, you know, originally the uh, the whole project was going to uh, use all five projectors that I got, but one of them went down on my <laughs> the day before it was ready to show. Um, but I had planned for that. You know, so I, you know, I did it with four because I knew exactly where, you know, where I wanted to put them and, and how I was going to make that happen. So, you know, it worked out and it, and it looks great. And, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, the installation is a, is not an easy thing. Um, and it's not an easy thing to do by yourself. I probably should have had a little bit of help. And like I said, being sick, I didn't want to ask anybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that brings me to a great question, which is, did you do any artwork during the pandemic? Oh yeah, I did. Um, I, I worked a lot during the pandemic. I ended up, uh, and I did uh, when I could. I, I, like I did a T-shirt um, design, and I donated the proceeds to Feeding America. I just you know try to give back a little bit. Nice. Um, and I did a little series of uh, COVID artist parade. I called it. Um, you know, uh, so uh, I figured anybody. I did. I did basically illustrations of anybody that already wore a mask. So uh, you know. It was a uh, cowboy, bandit cowboys, and people in old diving, you know, the old style diving suits and <laughs> things like that. Uh, so, uh, you know, as if there was a parade, but these people already had masks on, you know, people in hazmat suits and <laughs> things like that. As well. Is that how you uh, make your work happen? You just start thinking of hazmat suits <laughs> well you know for me for my work um it, it varies a lot um usually i'll have kind of a series where um i'll work similarly um right now i'm working almost purely abstract um i've i've ended up it just uh just the nature of, of where i've gone as an artist um so you know and also sometimes like i will and i've been going more abstract you know throughout the years but sometimes i will then you know okay well i need a little break and so then i will you know do something more illustrative you know more uh you know a, a portrait or something like that I, i'm not a real portrait artist but i'm just saying you know as far as showing people yeah. and things Sounds like that like more it's realistic very, very diverse you've got a very diverse uh, style i do yeah i mean for many years i was working um doing street art inspired artwork uh you know things that um encapsulated graffiti and, and things like that on on campus mind you um and uh you know, it's kind of, you know, it was my journey as an artist. Then, I mean, that kind of led me. And, and now I'm doing, like I said, a lot of abstract stuff because of that that kind of interest. It kind of led to it. But I've also always had an interest in cartooning and things like and that, and that sort of thing, especially old animation. Let's go back to your schooling in art. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about what inspired you back then and how things may have changed from then to now? Has, yeah. has anything stayed the same? No, 
<laughs> um, when I was in school, I was not as good of an art student as I would have liked to have been. I mean, you always look back and you're like, oh, what would I have done differently? I really would have, you know, uh, really wanted to, would have applied myself a little bit more. I mean, because, you know, I, I certainly did what I needed to do, but I didn't really feel what I what it was to be an artist until I was probably in my late 20s. Um, honestly, uh, when I met my wife, um, I had you know, I hadn't touched anything in a while. Um, it had been quite a while. Wow. And we started dating, and uh, I know she was encouraging. I mean, I, you know, I was working in TV, like I said, and I was doing you know, you know their graphics and things like that, but I hadn't done anything fine art-wise. How old were you when you met your wife? Uh, it was 28, yeah. So wow. it was like 28, 29 when I started, you know, and, and then, I, then I started going back to it because, you know, I studied illustration and, and graphic design in school, and uh, couldn't find a job in it, <laughs> like like many people. And uh, then uh, you know I ended up in TV, and I did that for a number of years. Uh, but I just needed a kind, of, a kind of a catalyst, someone to kind of say, okay, why don't you give this another shot? So then you know I started doing that, and then um, I went on to start doing my own work, and then I started uh, selling it like festivals and, and, and little you know little art shows and all here and there until I started becoming a gallery artist and actually showing. At what point did it change from purely being uh, visual to becoming animation? And Well, this is actually, I mean, you know, like I said, I d I'd done animation commercially. Um, this is my first real foray into this type of work. Um, because, you know, mainly because I was trying to, you know, I've always tried to make some money off of <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, and. Uh, and I tried for some grants in the past and didn't get them, but you know this was my first grant that was that was successful, and so I'm able to do it. Yes, and that brings me to a good point. How would you help other artists get grants? How do you get a grant? <laughs> Persistence um, is the main thing. Uh, you know, if you need the attention to detail and you need to, you need experience and background, but um, really persistence because you learn from doing it. It's like Oh, they don't always give you the feedback to let you know what you've done wrong, so, or quote unquote. Or, um, but um, you you learn like, okay, well, you know, I probably didn't get it because of the way I described my work. I wasn't, you know, I did, didn't describe it well enough, or something like that. Um, uh, you know, so you just got to do it again and again, and not be afraid to do it. Um, I, for many years, I didn't try for grants because I was just like, oh, well, I'm not going to get one. But you just need to try. You got one. Yeah, I did get one. But, you know, it, it's a matter of, you know, having the confidence to, to try to do it. What's your journey become since you first started creating art? Well, I mean, it brings me a lot of joy in my life. It certainly does. Um, you know, I have a lot of anxiety issues and I will tell you that, uh, you know, I get in a more Zen-like place when, <laughs> when I'm doing artwork. Um, and, you know, so, so my journey as an artist, I mean, one of the things is it, uh, it helps me with my anxiety. Um, you know, I, I, I used to have a lot of real paralyzing anxiety as far as, you know, many things in my life and I wouldn't do a lot in my life, but art does help help with that you know it helps relax me um and you know as far as my my general journey out you know outside of that i mean i started 
I was trained as a natural media artist, which means, you know, pen and ink and, and paint and, and, and things like that. Um, but then I spent many years as a, as a digital artist. Um, you know, I, from working in the TV industry, I started learning, you know, Illustrator and Photoshop or whatever for many years ago, which I don't even want to say how long ago it was because it was a really long time. Wow. They were very, very early programs so at the you're, time. You're past career helped you develop as an artist yeah yeah so you know so i i did digital art you know yeah. just that for many years yeah and probably you know around 2000 i finally was like you know what i think i want to try doing natural media again you know doing paints doing inks you know things like that and so i started transitioning to that and uh you know and then i really enjoyed it and then enjoyed the hands-on kind of thing um, and, you know, and I've explored more things like I, you know, uh, I do a lot of cut wood things now, uh, actually in the, uh, in the system, I hung up a couple <laughs> of my pieces that are like these cut wood pieces, you know, so you do shapes and things like that and create the work that way. Wow. That's such a diverse body of work you do. So not only is it animations with projectors and sounds we haven't even talked about where you got the sounds from oh yeah but it's also woodworking visual art and graphic design yeah i mean where did I, all these ideas like stem from do that's where them? my that's, that, that's you know i always say i have more ideas than i ever have time to to do uh you know uh i have so many ideas like i have some ideas for installations that i mean it would cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars to do, do do they come for you when you're walking like albert einstein or when you're in the shower like elon musk like when do they when do these ideas come from? all the time? All the time. Uh, you know, I may see something on TV, you know, something that nobody else is going to see, or mm -hmm. I may, you know, I be, may be walking down the street and see um, a rain spout or something, and go, oh, you know what? That kind of looks like a pipe. You know, that would be an interesting thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, I also spent um, a number of years, like I mentioned, I was doing uh, street art inspired work, and so I would do some like landscapes of urban environments uh, and i would do you know do a lot of and i would work on road paint on road signs and things that were acquired legally mind you uh, but uh you know but i i would take a real look at that infrastructure thing i'm really inspired by a lot of that um you know like the system like you know the machinery and all i'm inspired by it like the the industrial past um that we have around and uh and even, you know, because you know, I, I drive down the road, I, I pay attention to what the, um, what the power lines look like. Um, therefore, why I was really obsessed with power lines and I was doing a lot of work to beach them. But that's an example, you know, it's like I, I, I look at that kind of thing that most people just don't pay attention to. And I've kind of taught myself to do that. And so a lot of that brings me inspiration. What would you say is your strongest and your weakest take as an artist? Well, that's, uh, boy, I feel like I'm in a, uh, a job interview now. Um, but uh, no, but uh, strongest, um, I, I think my, my ideas are the strongest, um, you know, uh, because I have a lot of really good concepts. But, you know, as far as weakest, um, it's taken me a lot of years to realize it's like I need to be myself. Um, I spent a lot of years essentially mimicking other artists, um, and uh, which a lot of artists are, are, are guilty of that, so to speak, and, it, and you don't know it in the time. Um, but it took me a lot of years to kind of realize, okay, this is who I am. 
this is what I'm actually interested in. Trust my instincts. And, you know, and I, it was hard to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, because you have some, I have some really wild ideas in my head. I feel like, <clears throat> especially with the animations, uh-huh. you have to test it somehow, right? So do you, are you just like, okay, I'm going to set up a projector in my room and run things off the wall and see what I see what happens. Like, how do you, um, how, are you playful with, with the way in which that you work or? Yeah. What um, do you do when you have an idea and you have to express it? Well, I, you know, well, for one thing, um, a lot of my ideas are failures. Um, and that happens all the time. And you have to be okay with that, um, you know, uh, because sometimes things just don't work. Or I'm just not capable of doing that. Right. Um, you know, because I, I realize, like, well, I just don't have these skills. I mean, I really, I need to be an architect or whatever to make this work. But um, but as far as like the animations and all, uh, so you know like I did you know like I said I did I did it for a number of years worked you know worked in animation so I kind of have an idea of how they work, um, but as far as trying to put pieces together I have a studio up at the Griffin Arts Center, um, so I spent a couple of days just um, because it needed a little bit dark. My house is a you know I my house is cluttered with my artwork. It is everywhere. <laughs> so my walls are full. I don't have a blank wall <laughs> to, uh, so uh, like, you know, I, so um, there is some open space uh, at, at the Griffin Art Center. So I was setting it up right, you know, whenever I could and even sneaking in here whenever I could and just shining it on the walls. So that way I could kind of get an idea of that. Yes, this is going to work um, because that's, you know, that's the worst thing. I didn't, I didn't want to get here, start installing and go, oh, no. This isn't going to work. Now, granted, it didn't work exactly as I thought it was going to, but I had an idea. I mean, it worked within parameters. Well, you're a very t- determined person because to do all that, just to figure out how it looks. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of work. It is. It is. But, you know, it's worth it to me. I mean, because, you know, uh, when I get uh, when I get an idea um, to do something, it, it's hard for me to shake. And, it, and, and many times it's hard for me to let go of. If I if I can't do it or for whatever reason or, um, you know, so, yeah, I'm pretty determined when when I had those ideas. Right. Right. Uh, How far in advance uh, do you plan uh, to uh, create artwork? Do you have a schedule that you do or is it kind of in the moment? In the moment. moment. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, sometimes I'll have three or four ideas that I'm kind of you know messing with and i just decide you know okay i'm going to work on this one now and and, you know and like i said sometimes they don't work out so then i'll just move on to the next one uh but you know i'm always working you know that that's i mean that's really the answer i'm always working if i'm not actually working on artwork like physically i'm mentally working on artwork all the time because uh, i i actually uh i i'm one of the the weird uh artists that works in natural media that does most of their sketches digitally. So, you know, I have my iPad and I'm always just kind of drawing things out and, and coming up with ideas in that manner. Um, and, you know, so that, that I mean, because I, I carry my iPad with me 99% of the time and I'm constantly just, you know, sketching various ideas out. And, you know, and some of them work, some of them don't, of course. Let's talk about your childhood. Mm-hmm. As a kid, did you gravitate towards creative disciplines or drawing is there anything that you could say that hasn't changed so much since you've grown up well you know 
one of my earliest memories is sitting at a kitchen table when I was, I don't even know, probably five, drawing um, uh, Godzilla and King Kong. I can still see that image, <laughs> you know, drawing them really skinny and long on the paper. Um, but, uh, you know, in school, I didn't have the confidence um, to to take a lot of like traditional like drawing and painting. I mean, I took, you know, I, I took the art classes that were required, you know, when I was younger um, and, and I did those things. But once I got into high school and you could start like pursuing. Um, so I went more the route of photography and uh, and uh, printmaking and that, that sort of thing. Um, it wasn't until college because um, I went to college and, and uh, I, I was a psych major for an entire semester. So, I, you know, I'm well versed in psych. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, but a- after the semester, I was like, you know, this just isn't what I want to do. And um, and, I, and I had a really influential uh, instructor. I, I actually went to FCC first to save a little money and um, an instructor there who really encouraged me. To uh, to follow art and uh, uh, Betty Reiner was her name and she uh, yeah and she encouraged me and and I first for the first time I'm like you know what you know maybe and, and by art I mean more traditional I mean because like I said I mean I was I had done printmaking I'd done photography I'd, you know done thing, computer graphics and things like that but as far as like actually pursuing art you know. Um, that you know that's really where it came from and then i switched my major to art and that was that who uh have you been influenced by um i'm influenced by a lot of uh of more modern i'm a, more, I'm a modernist generally um you know but uh people like andy warhol and and and, and uh, a lot of pop art I'm also I'm interested in like minimalist uh, artists and and things like that um, I also really enjoy ancient art. Um, I, you know, I love like you know Egyptian art um, and Sumerian and things like that. Um, you know, the earliest art, uh, very primitive stuff, uh, is, I guess you would say. And um, you know, so both of those influences, because I mean, also a lot of that art influenced people like Picasso and all as well. So I guess that makes sense. Wow. Do you have anyone that you um, gel with? Who is an artist currently? Do you have any friends who are artists? I I know a lot of, of artists in this town. Um, nice. I don't I don't generally work collaboratively with anyone. Um, there aren't a whole lot of artists in the town in uh, Frederick that work in a manner that I do. Um, plus, I'm you know I'm kind of uh, uh, I'm too invested in my ideas to share most of the time. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, so you know most of the time I'm doing it on my own. Um, you know, and I always envy those artists who work collaboratively with someone else, but I just haven't found that artist who just clicked that I could, you know, that I was ready to work with and, and create with. Speaking of your art, are there any hidden meanings in your work? Um, well, I mean, certainly some of my pieces are do, you know, I mean, and some of my pieces you would never know, but they're very personal to me. Um, but um, more often than not, a lot of times I put uh, I put a lot of like hidden jokes <laughs> and things like that, um, things that bring me some humor. You know, uh, as I mentioned, I used to do a lot of um, things that were inspired by uh, by street art. So you know, I usually went you know each piece would have a theme because I would have you know have in the background or whatever uh, 
well, my version of graffiti, um, certainly not, uh, I'm not a graffiti artist, but I, I, I emulate of sorts. Um, but it would be like you know, Sesame Street characters or Supreme Court justices or Greek gods. So all of the all of the names, <laughs> it would be those kind of themes. You know, those are examples. Or, um, or even in the system, you know, um, you know, you know things of, uh, you know, having pigeons uh, go through or having rats go through. Those are my little... My little hidden Easter eggs, usually with my work, there's an Easter egg. And it either, there might be something very personal to me, which no one would ever recognize because usually I bury it in humor. Um, or, or it's just something that I do just to see if anybody will notice. Who do you look up to um, as an artist? And this, this doesn't necessarily have to be someone else who's an artist, but this can be people of today. You know. Well, I mean, there are a ton of people I look I look up to as an artist um and you know a lot of you know i said that uh you know a lot of artists in, in frederick aren't doing the kind of work that i do but it doesn't mean i'm not inspired by so many of them um there are so many talented people right in this town um that you know like i said they may not be doing the thing that i'm doing but that doesn't mean that they're not doing amazing work um so i'm very much inspired by that what would you give advice to what what advice would you give to new artists, people who are just starting now, people maybe in college, you know, people in their early to late twenties, people who are just finding the try, trying to find themselves as as an artist? What what kind of advice do you give them now that you've come so far from that point? Yeah, well, you know, one thing is with being an artist is persistence. You just, you know, I said that when you're applying for uh, grants, the same thing. It's just persistence, just keeping at it. Mm -hmm. um, and like any, like any trade, it is creating. You know, you got, you have to keep at it and keep practicing. Uh, whether you're a musician or whether you're a painter or whatever, you have to create. You have to keep practicing again and again. Um, the other thing is, as far as as being a um, a young artist is it's important to have a thick skin because you're going to hear things you know people say about your work that are just disheartening as all get out you know um you know i've i've you know i've done shows or whatever and overheard people you know talking about how terrible my work is oh. and uh you know it, luckily that doesn't tend to happen anymore subjective. but it's not yeah, true. well no and it is subjective but at the same time you have to be able to deal with that and realize yeah. it's like not everybody is going to like what you do and you know and that's a hard thing for many people because you put as an artist a lot of times you put your heart and soul into a piece right and you've worked weeks on this on this work and you're presenting it to the world you're actually sharing a little bit of yourself you know a little bit of what's inside of you and right. you know when people don't <laughs> recognize that or don't, don't or almost sometimes it's almost worse when they don't react at all you know um, what i just got an idea what if you did an installation in the studio <laughs> it would be an interesting spot a really actually interesting spot because that would uh be very interesting yeah because uh, where we are now i mean there's uh there, you know there's sound baffles on the wall that are really interesting and uh you know the rectangular sound baffles and you think then you the could donate a poster here or something like, yeah we could do that really yeah we, oh, we, can, we can talk it's later just white walls right now yeah man. we can talk I, i've actually um I've, I've done several murals um as well so um yeah. yeah i'd love to see your murals where have you done murals before um well 
I've done one that I haven't shared yet because they haven't quite been ready for me to share, but I think I could say it in, in audio. Um, but I did one recently for Cowork Frederick um, that uh, is in their downstairs thing. Um, just trying to think of ones that, that are accessible to people. But um, I did a very large one in uh, Spinner's Arcade down on E Street. I love that place. Uh, yeah, so the so both um, I did both the the large mural of the it's, you know, black arcade, and white. Right? Uh huh. And yeah. then um, I've also did some um, very large cutouts. So I you know I did um, some like retro uh, sci-fi things and I cut them out of plywood so they come out of the wall. And they somewhat. paid you for it, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I actually had my, it, you know, and we kind of worked some, some, some things out because cost? I actually had my studio there for many years. Oh. Um, and it was it was great, a, a great place to actually have a studio because it was it was pretty inspiring because there's right. always, you know, a lot of, you know, creative people around. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, those are the two places that it's easiest for people to see here, you know, in, in Frederick. Nice. Well, you're welcome to have one here for some free <laughs> studio right. time. Man. That sounds good. Awesome. Well, the closing thoughts. When's your next show going to be? Do you have anything coming up? I, <laughs> I'm at this point now where I'm, uh, I'm trying to get another uh, installation. Uh, and grant. It, yeah, well, it really need to get a grant, or unless somebody uh, somebody out there wants to wants to pay me to do one. Um, but uh, no, uh, yeah, right now I'm doing that. I mean, I certainly show here and there. I don't have anything lined, you know, like to to plug at the moment. But I'm almost, you know, always constantly have something somewhere. Come visit the Y Art Center. How long is your show up for at this point? Um, let's see. We'll have it two. It, May 9th was when we were originally doing. We're doing it for two weeks past that. And I apologize because I don't remember which date two that would be. Two weeks past that. That would be May May 23rd. Yeah, that sounds about right. May 23rd. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, please come down, take a look. Just sit for a while. A lot of people, I, I did not expect this, but I've had I've heard that a lot of people just sit in there for about 20 minutes and just relax and just That's enjoy. what I was doing. I actually came up here to to uh, write questions for the podcast, and I just sat in your show. <laughs> well, I feel more relaxed already. Yeah, all right. So there you it's go. therapeutic. Was that your intention? It, it was my intention. You know, like I said, to... to Take something mechanical and mechanical sounds, oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, but somehow and try to try to uh, make that relaxing. All right, last question. Oh, yeah, about the sound. Speaking of, uh, it, yeah, how did you do that? So you know, really, I just combed uh, sound you effects too? libraries for various mechanical sounds, right? And I just started applying them to you know, like okay, well. The rope going through this this ring would sound somewhat like this, uh, you know, or or uh, this pendulum going would sound, you know, kind of like this. And then I just I ended up putting like a bed of a lot of just mechanical sounds in the background, you know, like assembly lines and right. things like that, to just kind of give it that that flavor. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Um, any last thoughts? Um, not really. I just, you know, I, thank you for doing this. I appreciate sure. it. I, I've, I've had a great time, you know, I, and anytime I get to chalk art, I'm happy. Mm -hmm.